0: I'm almost comparing Mbappe to more Giannis prices now, where I think that his like silvers and his base 2018 World Cup rookies could get in there.
1: Welcome back everyone to another Slab Sox FC episode. My name is Aaron, your host for today's episode. We are joined by Adam from Heroes for Sale. Uh, he's an awesome guy. Met him a year ago now at the National in Chicago. We hung out at our booth and uh, he got into soccer a little bit before me or right around the same time as me and we've kind of went through this together i'd say like through most of the end of 2019 we were uh talking different stuff about mbappe and sancho and stuff and he did a lot of stuff that i wasn't doing either so that's why i brought him on the show because i want to you know have him talk to you about his his soccer journey and also his content creation journey because he is a big a big podcaster in the space and you know there's always more people to listen to and always more people you guys should be listening to so adam thanks for joining me What, what do you got going on over there at heroes for sale
0: um what don't we have on i think is maybe maybe a question that you could have you could ask but uh, so i mean we got the podcast that's going to be it's of the like 270 ish or so days i think i've come out with an episode 260 or something like that so it's seven seven days a week um got tiktok got instagram twitter doing some stuff on reddit um, I mean, that's kind of those are kind of the main places where where I'm uh, doing work. And I want to thank you for having me on. We did meet at the national; that was super cool. You uh, let me put my stuff at your booth, which was extremely nice. And even though I came back with a graded card case, which I was not expecting to come back with, you still were like, "Yeah, fine, you can put that under the table." And I. Got, <laughs> I, I literally, the national was so crazy last year. Cause I just, I, I got a media pass and I walked in and I kept looking at it being like, is this even real? Like, I can't even believe this. And then, and then I walk over to, um, they have, they had one of the live tables and I sat down I was listening to they were doing some content there. And then next thing I know, they're like, Hey, you right there in the front row. And that pointed at me, I'm like looking around and he's like, yeah, you just won this graded card case and they pulled it out. <laughs> it's, it's like one of the, um, pristine market cases. So it's like huge. And I was like, OK, I don't know what I'm going to do with this because I was I flew to Chicago from Boston and I was like, how am I? Even, I can't even bring this on the plane. So, I mean, luckily, my, we were staying at my wife's parents house in Chicago. So they just they shipped that back. So that was extremely nice of you to uh, let me put, put everything that I had at the, at the show at your booth.
1: Yeah. And that, I think that that was awesome because like back then, a year ago, there wasn't the amount of people that are in it today, and it's really nice to get that base foundation for you know us and other guys out there like Trees that was with us yeah, at the booth great. and just starting to build build relationships. Even it's through guys we're meeting through Gary Vee and stuff like that. Totally. It's really just cool to see the 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 industry and the community build you know around us and, and around everyone else too because of course they're all new people coming in we welcome and we want them to share their voice as well.
0: Definitely, yeah. But, I mean, it was it was a ton. Of, it was a ton of fun meeting you guys and then meeting everyone else that we that I met at the national. I think. Next year is going to be insane. I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more excited. It was, the weird thing about that national was it was my first big card show like that, and I walked in and it was the whole time it was better than I even could have expected, which I was expecting a lot, and so it was it was a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, and I I really think that Chicago 2021 is going to be the biggest national ever. Yeah, and I agree. I don't I don't see any way that's not going to be. I mean, the amount of people have gone into it, the amount of famous people have gotten into, it, they're going to want to be there. Um, It's going to be it's going to be awesome. Really, yeah, really totally. cool. And piggybacking off of that last year when we were getting into soccer at, at the National, there was like no one doing soccer. You would go around in the booth. There was nothing. I was buying boxes of 2018 Top Chrome Champions League for fifty dollars. I, I remember that. We, we opened that box up at one at your
0: yeah. booth, I think, too. And you were like, yeah, oh, yeah. You open one of these packs. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not?
1: Yeah, yeah, I bought two boxes of 2018 Top Storm Champions League for $50 a box. What are those, like five, $700 yeah, now? it's wild. Yeah, more maybe. And it's just crazy to see the amount of strides that the soccer market and industry has made in the past year. And thinking about 2021 Chicago going into – obviously, the Euro is going to happen that summer. And then going into the World Cup the next year, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some major soccer cards out of boost there. Oh, um, totally. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be really exciting. And, and I want to get into that. I want to get into, you know, how you got started in soccer, what you started to do at first, maybe how it changed over time. And just even on the content side too, because I will give you props. You were one of the first people out there that were really projecting a voice about soccer. Um, of course, it took us, you know, a year to get into it because I, I wanted to, you know, do it on my own, learn it, sell my cards and then do it. But for you, I, you know, you were one of the ones I kept on looking at who was producing content on soccer. Let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, soccer in general, like my freshman year of college, there was four different rooms on the on the dorm floor that i lived in that all had fifa so like you could literally walk into any one of those four rooms at any time during the day and there was somebody playing fifa cuz we lived in triples so there was like there was like 18 of us or whatever however many people were playing so like that's kind of where things ramped up and i was a chelsea fan so in that same kind of time period chelsea won the champions league with like drogba and uh, fernando torres and mata so that was like super awesome and then 20 Uh, The 2014 World Cup is right when I turned 21, so I was home for the summer. So we went out to all the bars, like in my town, like going to watch the games. And like, obviously, they didn't make it that far. And then there was 2018 where they didn't make it. So that's I would say that's sort of where things petered off a little bit. But then after the national, um, I think I I was listening to I think it was one of Gary V's podcasts where Tyler and Lou were talking about flipping the. It was oh, it was after the World Cup because they were talking about flipping the USA women's cards. And I was like, oh, the USA women's cards, that's interesting. So that's when I kind of started looking into some of the men's cards. And that's when one of my buddies at work told me that Pulisic, I didn't, I didn't know this, and he was just like, yeah, Pulisic is probably the best American player right now, and he just signed with Chelsea this last summer leading into before last season. So I was like, oh, I'll look into that. And, and then I kind of got into like Mbappe. And then, like, Rolandinho and Neymar. And, I mean, it kind of – it all started from – from I mean, I think Mbappe is definitely where it started. Uh, but then after that, it kind of uh, snowballed. Like, I mean, I, I don't I, – Mbappe's, I was buying last summer, like, PSA 10s for, like, 40 bucks. And it's absolutely mm-hmm. insane that that's what they were going for. And I was buying, like, raw Mbappe's for, like, $3. And I just sent them in for grading. And, mm-hmm. it, it, and it was crazy because at the time, it's like, do I even want to get this graded because it's like – if it's only going to be 40 bucks cuz i expected that card i was comparing them at the time like the lucas like the lucas i think at the time were like 250 so i was looking at it and i said if this card's worth 40 and i think his prices are should be similar to lucas one day this will eventually be $250 and then we all know what happened to Luca. and then i think anybody that's listened to this podcast knows what happened with mbappe so Mm-hmm. Um, I'm almost comparing Mbappe to more Giannis prices now where I think that his like silvers and his base 2018 World Cup rookies could get in there. And, and I know people always get on me and they get on any type of soccer people that don't at least mention that we know that there are 2016 and 2017 cards from Mbappe that the, mm-hmm. World, the World Cup card isn't necessarily his rookie. It's just probably the most popular card uh, because there's the most of it, and it's the, the first prism card for him, so that's kind of where everything got started. And then, and then the content-wise, it was mostly just I would learn something, and then I would just post it on Instagram. And so, like if you go back to like early in soccer stuff, like one of the first posts I put out was about the Topps living Champions League set, and I said in the post I was like. I think this would be a good set to follow because you can follow the players and you can, whenever they come out with a new card, then you can learn that player and then maybe even look into their market. So that's kind of where the content stuff started. And now it's more just, I mean, anytime there's American news, I always, it's always exciting. And I think because we've seen over the past few months, like players go to like huge market teams, like within the United States. And I, I don't know, I don't necessarily know if that was happening in the past, but it feels like that there's more players going to these big names like Barcelona, Juventus, Chelsea, all these teams that there were maybe in the past.
1: Yeah, I totally, totally agree with it. Crazy, I think, what's going on with the soccer market. And even in terms of like what it can be i don't even think we're we're getting close to what it can be i mean there's so many different markets out there that need to get brought in between the major american soccer fan market other european soccer fans that need to get into the card market there's so much untapped potential there and and with talking about that i think that you probably you know agree with them think the same what, what's your plan when it comes to some of these soccer cards like I'm sure you noticed, obviously, the, the massive boom in the last two months. Were you a seller on some things? Or are you a seller on some things in the short term right now? Or are you just buying and holding? Or what's what's your game plan?
0: So for me, a lot of the stuff that I was selling was going towards – I just recently got married, so it was going towards yeah. that. Um, and, you know, unfortunately – I mean, well, it's unfortunate, but it's also not because it's like the money went towards the wedding, so that's mm-hmm. great. But, like, I, saw, I had two Mbappe PSA 10 Silvers. And I sold one of them for $2,500, which like, if you would have told me a year ago, you'd be selling this card, I bought it, I bought two of them for $100 a piece. If you had told me a year from now, you're gonna be able to sell this for $2,500. I would have been like, yeah, definitely do it. And that was before kind of because that was when the base cards were still sitting at around like 500. So Mm -hmm. in like August first is kind of when we saw that big boom, like that's actually when I first sent that's when I sent Mbappe cards in to get graded, and the next yeah. thing you know, they're 2,000. I'm like, oh, now I'm going to have to pay a bunch of upcharges, and now, I mean, they're back down a little bit again after kind of the Champions League and the new season, um, but so a lot of the stuff that I did sell, and I sold mainly the Mbappe stuff because I have a bunch of, like, McKinney stuff, and I have a bunch of Sancho stuff um, that I do need to send in to get graded, but... Uh, but for the most part, I mean, I'm, it's, it doesn't make any sense. If, if you if you can keep them, it doesn't make any sense to sell anything. Soccer, at least until the next World Cup, if not the twenty twenty six World Cup, that's going to be in North America. So, for me, I'm trying to hold as much as I can. But like, what I think my plan is when I get the Mbappe's back from grade, back from grading, I'm going to sell some of them and like buy like a new laptop or something because I need a new laptop. So I think and I think in my mind, I'm thinking that trade-off is worth it because the new laptop is going to allow me to do more stuff with the content. And I kind of also, um, I just want to make sure that when P- I'm putting up the content, people kind of know that I'm sort of li- still learning on the fly. Like, and that's kind of shooting at the hip is sort of how I create a lot of my content. Like I kind of, I learn a new concept and then I try and share it. And then when I get feedback of, no, you were wrong about this, or this was cool or whatever, like it, that happens a lot on the podcast. Like there's a couple of people on Instagram that will reach out to me most of the time that listen. Um, and they talk about the soccer stuff that I talk about on the podcast. Like for example, I talked about if an MLS team would be able to play in the champions league, but like there is a um calf, which is like the North American champions league. So that's how they would play. So when I wasn't sure someone reached out to me and told me, I'm like, okay, well, so now I, now I know going forward basically. So that's sort of uh, my game plan with soccer in general.
1: Yeah, and did you sell both those Mbappe silver PSA tens or just no? One? I,
0: st- I still have one of them, which is which nice. is. If I only had one, I may or may not have sold it. But since I had two, then I, I decided that the twenty five hundred, I was all right selling that because at the peak during the Champions League, those were sitting at around ten k. So you know that would have been nice to have sold it for ten k. But you know, going from hundred to twenty five hundred is is it's still huge. phenomenal. Like it's still it's, like, huge. I, it's I can't even really complain about it because it's like it's it's, it's just insane.
1: Yeah, and what percent of people out in the sports car marketplaces are able to sell at a short-term peak? Like, so few. You know, you just got to get lucky that a sale hits the peak at that 10K. I'd say most of them sat around 5 to 7, and then it hit 10 for a couple, and then it's back down between 5 to 7 for most of them. So, I mean, it's it's just how it goes. But you said something I want to get back to, and it's a comparison between Mbappe and Giannis that you're starting to make right now. And, you know, it's not necessarily necessarily like how they are – are as players, because you can't really compare basketball and soccer as strictly players. But in terms of what they mean for the sport and how they compare to, let's say, the ones that came before him, like a LeBron or a Messi, um, are you looking at the pop reports between these two cards? Are you trying to understand, you know, can the similar demand play in here that we can see similar price levels? Because we've seen Giannis silver PSA 10s get upwards of 40K. Um, I think that they're back down to maybe 25 right now. Uh, That's just, you know, going off the top of my head. But is there a potential in the next, you know, four years between World Cup, Euro, and then even six years to 2026 Euro that we could see these things start to reach, you know, that 25K level? And I think think even right now we saw the, you know, a a glimpse with that 10K sale. We saw a glimpse of what can come. But can it go further?
0: Yeah, I totally think it can. I mean, I think. Originally when I was buying those Mbappé cards last summer the PSA 10s were sitting at around I think there was probably like 200 base and then there was about 20 silver. Now I think there's around a 1000 base and I haven't checked the silvers recently but I if, if, based off of that I'd have to say there's probably around 100 at this point. Um mm-hmm. but like at the time when I bought those two silver PSA 10s uh for his cards I was saying, well there's only 20 of them and I just bought two of them so now I have 10% of the population. Like that's that's another thing for me when I was looking at soccer. I was like, you can buy a little. You don't even have to buy, like, if you wanted to buy um, 10% of the Luca or the, or let's use Luca as an example. If you had to buy, if you wanted to buy 10% of the Luca population for a silver PSA 10, you'd have to buy like 200 cards. And it's like, I just looked at that and I said, the opportunity for this sport to really, for, for soccer cards to, go up, I think, was the opportunity that I saw when I was buying those cards originally. And the population reports definitely had something to do with it. Now, obviously, those population reports have gone up, but I do I do think that eventually we'll see similar numbers where it's, you know, maybe it's Giannis or, or maybe it's um, some of the 2012 rookies, but, like, or, or for basketball at least. But I think because, like, the 2018, like, I, I don't know how much of that product is still out there. Like, nobody does, but it feels like, there was not really much. It feels very similar to that 2013. Like, if you've heard anybody talk about the 2013 Prism set, they'll tell you that, like, if they were selling it back then, they couldn't even give it away. Like, no one wanted it. Yep. So, like, yep. I feel like the print runs for the Giannis versus the Mbappe are going to be fairly similar, Um, just because I, I can't imagine in 2018 the uh, demand like if you go to the national, you saw no soccer. So like I think that's a good indicator of how much demand there was back then versus how much there is now. And I think the the overall print run of that product I think is going to be very similar to the 2013 uh, NBA product at
1: least for present. Yeah, and and I, I actually did some looking into the Mbappe pop report recently. I think that there was around 1,500 base PSA tens now of 3,000 graded. So that's actually a pretty low gem percentage. I'd say I, I I'm thinking that most of these. Uh, Mbappe prism cards that were two dollars when you and I were buying them were sitting in boxes on sleeves. I mean, I got I got I think I bought around 40 non graded, I probably sent in 20, and I think 15 of them got 10. So, I mean, a lot of these were rat- rattling around in boxes. Same with 2014 Prism World Cup, and then I think that we will see similar stuff because Giannis is around 2200 PSA 10 pop right now. I definitely would expect another. Uh, you know, 700 or so Mbappe PSA tends to get out there over the next couple of years. Um, but I think the the fact that the 2018 Prison World Cup says now so valuable and the sealed boxes are so valuable makes it that there isn't going to be much more coming into, you know, supply other than what's out there already opened. I, I cannot envision people opening these boxes to actually try to pull high end Mbappe's and grade them. Um you're buying sealed wax these days, a prism that's like you know for 2018 prism basketball, it's three to four k a box. Or now it's probably around three k. Um, you're not buying that to open and to hit Lucas. You're buying that to keep it sealed because you know that 1986 Fleer basketball box there's now one you know w- whatever it was is 1.8 million for a sealed case or one million yeah, for a sealed great. case. It's insane. Um, each box is clearly over a hundred thousand dollars now. Um, not to say that 2018 Prism is going to be worth over hundred thousand dollars, but it's it's the how people look at stuff in the market. You know what's next? What can I go find next? And I think that's a huge thing that's going to play into this 2018 Prism World Cup set. Is that what's out there is out there, and those silvers are rare. And I do think that's similar to 2013 Prism because if you think about where the basketball demand was at in 2013, alongside where the uh, soccer demand was at in 2018, very similar. Not many people, you know, other than the huge collectors, are out there buying that stuff and. You're right. 2013 Prism couldn't be given away. I remember my local card shop back in 2013, 2014, that stuff was up there for cheap and it didn't even take until 2015 uh, when Prisingas got really hot. That was when Prism exploded. And that's when you saw Prism Silvers become a thing. Uh, And you can actually look in the population reports. It took until 2015 to actually call Silvers Silvers. They're right. called prisms from 2013 or 2012 to 2014 because there was no super huge demand on these things. And then, you know, you get the silver name in 2015. Everything goes crazy from there. Uh, just a little basketball history lesson, of course, getting off topic a little bit. But <laughs> right. um, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, I think, you know, last thing that we should be touching on here is is how can how can new people get involved in soccer? I like to talk about this with each person because I think each person's going to have a different take. How how is that person out there that either doesn't know anything about soccer, or doesn't know anything about cards, get involved when it comes with soccer? Yeah,
0: you know, I think the big thing is that there's a hundred different ways to buy and sell and invest, and and I, I just think that you you need to kind of you can take advice from people like you can take advice from us or 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 from me or from you, um, or you know the Sun Sunday uh, League. I, I forget. There, I know you were on there, or you had yeah, them on here last time. Um, Sunday
1: League investors. Yeah, yeah.
0: You can take advice from them. I mean, you can take advice from anybody, but just make sure that you're staying on budget and that you're doing it the way that you want to do it. Because I think, I think uh, if you're if you if if eventually you'll lose. Which I think if you're buying soccer, you really it's honestly it's you, the only way you're going to lose with soccer is if the player just doesn't pan out at all. Like you can buy any like I think player that's kind of in the market right now and you'll see over the next few years probably decent returns on most cards that you're going to buy but I do think that I in this is my personal opinion I would rather be wrong myself than have someone else had told me to do something and then been wrong because in my mind I would rather have learned something the way I wanted to learn it than just have someone tell me what to do and then but at the same time it's like you know there's tons of people making content that have great insights on a lot of different stuff so it's like even for me I'm learning every single day as well so I think that's kind of a big a big thing that you know I always like to try and say because I I think that as much content as I produce like I think saying that I'm still learning maybe is something that I think other people can take uh, take almost as advice and realize that like you're never going to know everything about everything. Like I'm yeah. still learning about, I mean, I'm still learning about Mbappe stuff. I'm still learning about American players. I'm still learning about new leagues, like new teams. Like there's always, and especially with soccer, I think it's very going to be very similar to uh, baseball prospecting. I just think that the way that these, I mean, you look at a player like Anasu fati like he, He's 17 years old, and he, he's not even old. Like, did you see this? This is funny. He he wasn't old enough t- to win the man of the match over the weekend because, because it was sponsored by Budweiser. So he wasn't old enough to legally be called the man of the match, even though he had the best game. But, like, it's players like that, or it's a player like uh, Zhao Felix who, you know... Uh, I think he's maybe more controversial between if people think he's good or not. But I think you're going to see a lot of these like younger star, or I think Halon's another great example. But he's a little bit older. But I think you're you're going to look at prospecting in soccer as very similar to uh, to baseball. And I think it's also even. I don't know if it's going to be easier because it's still we're still very early in this, but I think the way that players go from from leagues outside the top five leagues and then they come to either like the Bundesliga or they come to Syria or they come to any of these other top five leagues, they're still kind of bouncing around. Like I mean, I think like Sancho is playing in the Bundesliga right now. Uh, Halan came from uh, Salzburg, I forget, I think that's in Norway, and then he came to the Bundesliga, and then he's probably going to go somewhere else. So it's like it's almost like a pattern where you kind of have to see who are some of these younger players maybe that are playing outside the top five leagues that maybe co- can come in and play in the Premier League or they can play in La Liga or any of the top five in, in, in the world. But also there are players that you can still even look at that are young, that are on some of these teams that may move to a may move to the Premier League. Because, I mean, I think the Premier League is essentially – you know, I would say it's probably the biggest league in the world. If, depending on where you live, in the United States, it's probably the biggest league in the world. But like, if you're from Spain or Barcelona, you're going to say La league, obviously. But I think if you are looking at players from smaller leagues, uh, and then they're going to be moving to these bigger leagues, I think that's kind of a a decent strategy to that I've used in the past. Actually, when I've been looking, like Holland, ha- like in say Holland and Kai Havertz, like. They randomly like just – I just was looking at something and they their names popped up, so I looked into them. And Halan just happened to had not moved to Dortmund yet when I think it had been because he had scored that hat-trick in the Champions yeah. League, and then mm-hmm. he moved to Dortmund. But I was like looking into him before he moved there, and then he moved to Dortmund. I was like, wow, that's crazy. And then the same with Kai. he he Literally there was just a tweet that came up that was just like he scored the most goals uh, – or he's the first – player under 20 to score 30 goals or something. I don't remember the exact tweet, but then that's when he kind of went on a tear and now he's on Chelsea. So it's like, I think it's, and it may even just be from, it may be easier from my perspective to notice something like that. But I do think that recognizing some of these players early on is going to be similar to it is with baseball where, you know, some of them are going to turn into Freddie. You do, but some of them could turn into, I mean, like an Mbappe. So it's kind of, it's, it's harder. I don't know if it'll be harder or easier kind of depending on the structure of how soccer is throughout the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. And I think that what you just said makes me think people that really know soccer and if they're not in the card game, they could come in and destroy it if they knew the card game. Because I think having an upper hand on the entire market with knowing players and where they're moving and all that stuff is such a huge help. Um, something that I was fortunate enough to be in the market early enough that I didn't have to really be on top of that. Like, of course I, I knew about those guys that bought some Holland when he was on Salzburg bought two of his, or one of his champions league, uh, tops now cards. But, but I really think that people who are big into soccer and maybe big into FIFA too, um, can really clean up well in the, in the soccer card market. And I hope that they can learn about it somehow. You know, we're trying, I see you trying, I, you know, myself was trying to get those people involved. We'll see. Um, but really good, really good stuff, man. Thanks so much for joining. Uh, any last words you have for anyone out here about your your Heroes for Sale ca- content?
0: Um, I mean, it's just Heroes for Sale literally on, I, it should be every platform, I think. So you just search Her- Heroes for Sale. Uh, Instagram is kind of the main place where I'm posting most stuff. But TikTok, you know, I was thinking about the other day, like it, it makes sense to me that TikTok and <laughs> TikTok and the podcast kind of have jumped up a little bit maybe faster than the than Instagram because I think I'm maybe just better at like talking than I am at writing so like that's sort of where like TikTok I think is definitely a place where like I've gotten a lot of followers actually from Instagram from TikTok because like I think I don't know I'm not 100% sure I think I was one of the first people making content on there for cards or at least at the maybe at the volume that I was for sure but like, um, I mean, there, I mean, TikTok is cool. There's the, the, I mean, the podcast is probably the main place that if I were to, hopefully if anyone from here wanted to find me somewhere else, I would say go to either Spotify or Apple Music uh, and search Heroes for Sale. Um, that's that. And then also, I mean, Twitter and Instagram, obviously Heroes for Sale. And then there's a Heroes for Sale subreddit that isn't super active, but it's because I kind of have pushed it back a little bit. But, and there's also a YouTube channel, but that's another one that's literally just on the afterburners for right now because I wasn't able to fully put all my energy into that. And I felt like Instagram would be better. So it's heroes for sale everywhere. If you need, if you're looking for me, I, uh, that's where I'm, that's where I'm going to be basically.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Ann, for joining you heard I'm heroes for sale on Apple podcasts and Spotify. You can see it here on the screen. That's how you spell it. Thanks so much for joining me. And we will see you in the next Slab stocks FC episode.